Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Amini Suedi and Zulfa Kasim. And you're listening to the Murid Talks podcast. Welcome again, everyone. I hope you are all well and seated and relaxed because that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> we're going to talk about how people are seated and relaxed. <laughs> Yeah, guys, this is our second episode and we're really grateful for those who have taken the time to listen to our first episode and have given us the feedback. We're really grateful. Yeah. May God bless you all. Amen. Yeah, so I want to start us with a tradition of the Prophet, a hadith of the Prophet. Okay. The Prophet Muhammad says... He who knows himself knows his Lord. Okay. And this begins a very interesting journey mm. for an aspirant, for a murid, that the path towards God mm. is a path of self-realization, self-discovery. Yes. And so... Knowledge of the self, of our self, is vital towards the journey of the knowledge in God. So today we are going to talk about ourselves, how we began. Yeah, it's important. It's basically history. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's, it's a personal history towards yeah. the, the journey of God. Exactly. And eventually the initiation or the conscious awareness towards that path. Mm. And it's a continuous history, actually, but everyone has their own beginnings, you mm. know. And I think it's important we share this knowledge because there's a lot that, when you know, when, when you say to know yourself, there's a lot that comes with that. They, they, there are so many levels of a human being. And once a person starts going through those questions of who am I, mm -hmm. they can go through this wormhole of doubts and, 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 and misguidance and, and, and anger or fear or sadness or ecstasy, mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's the beginning for most people. Yeah. At least for me. Mm. It was the beginning of treading into this pathway and somehow I stumbled upon Sufism and Tasawwuf and the Murid path and the Murid uh, masters. Mm. And it's been quite a journey. Wow, that's, that's quite beautiful. So tell us, Zulfa, how did it start? I mean, yeah, you've told us that it started with questions, but now I want to get into the, I'm interested in getting <laughs> to the details of it. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, how, yeah. how did it begin? Oh, I hear, I'm, I'm hearing tears coming down to me. <laughs> <laughs> let, yeah. let, let them flow, let them flow. I don't know. I, for me, it's very emotional. Mm. It might not be so for everyone, but for me, I, I, I was born in a very well-to-do, disciplined when I say well-to-do, I mean socially well-to-do mm -hmm. family. Both my parents were Muslims, 
my relatives were Muslims. Uh, I studied in a Muslim school. We learned of everything you can think of when it comes to the Muslim creed. Mm. And, you know, it was fine. <laughs> you know, you go through your life normally and you deal with the things that any human deals with them, you know, with, with disappointment and with happiness and joy and love and breakups and heartbreaks and all that. But then there's this uh, poetry <laughs> from Bukowski, Charles Bukowski. I love that guy. Mm. And he has this poetry called Bluebird. And he says something like, I have a bluebird in my heart, but I've locked him, you know, and I don't let other people see him. And only at night when it's quiet, that's when I, I open for it to come out. And, and I tell it that it's not alone, you know. So for me, this poetry resonates to my state at this time. There is this internal ringing in a person sometimes that cannot be explained by much. You can try to attach it to certain things and you think that this is what explains that feeling or that calling or that yearning deep within. But after a while you find out it's not it or rather it's not enough. And this was what triggered everything and I I really can't say I know particularly when this started but I just know it started at some point mm. so without the pure answer of what was it, it it leaves you in a state of agitation a state of wondering you know outside you're this normal person laughing, enjoying life, and you are grateful with what you have. But within, there is something telling you that there is something missing. Mm. And you go about your days and sometimes it becomes so overwhelming. You cannot contain it even yourself. So a person might start asking you questions like, what's wrong? You don't look so good. Oh, are you depressed? Oh, Nini. And there are all these things. And the way life is, it gives you things to be depressed about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Misery loves company, so you'd find yourself even around with people like that, thinking that you're in the same state. And you can do a lot of extreme things, trying to understand it to begin with, mm. and then maybe know how to deal with it. But it's not always, it's not about outside things. It's what's inside. So with this, I went my way through life. Finished school, entered university, and that thing kept growing, you know, slowly. It was a tiny bluebird, then it becomes an eagle, <laughs> and it becomes a flock. And then... I came about a book, which you actually sent it to me, <laughs> The 40 Rules of Love by Elif Shafak. She's a beautiful woman, by the way. I just love hearing her talk. <laughs> and this book is, uh, is basically about a woman who is going through things in her life and she stumbles upon a book 
a book about uh, Rumi and Shams mm. and their sort of romantic journey towards the path of God and the understanding of love and all that. And that is when I knew, that, okay, I have to find out what is in here. Because for me, the book became like an explosion mm. of thought, of feelings. And it started to break certain foundations or ideological dogmas that I had with my own religion mm -hmm. and the tradition that I was in, my social life, my, my spiritual life. I was so skeptical about love and spirituality and all <laughs> those things. I felt like they're like voodoo or people trying to make excuses and doing things without having particular reason. But mm. slow but sure, and and I say this quite generously because it was not it was not a very good ride. Because when when a door like that opens It's like you're exposed to everything mm. that you don't particularly know what is going on. So you just wonder. You stumble through one rock and the other, seeking, hoping to find something. That that constant searching, that that the trodding towards something that you don't particularly know, but you just have that inside you telling you, keep on, you you, you get somewhere. Mm. And so it went like this. Uh, so I started reading books after books. Um, Rene Guénon helped uh, Rumi himself. You meet people like Said Nasser. And, and you start to understand certain things. They come to you like, like a little voice or a little bell inside of yourself. Mm. And you, you, you introduced me one day. You come to me and you tell me, I found these people. <laughs> these people from, what is it? Uh, from Senegal. From Senegal. Mm. And they are a sect of people. They are Sufis, they are Murids, and there's, you have to go through initiation. And I was like, what is this boy talking about? Does he trust these people? What does mm. he know? And then that's when slowly I was introduced to the whole process of initiation, the whole process of, uh, the whole system of the master and student. Mm. And I cannot say enough, but it brought so much light because the initial wandering aimlessly now had a torch mm. and it knew where it is going. So the relief that I have is, it, it's unexplainable. Mm. I'm still going through certain trolls. You go through dilemmas, you go through questions and doubts, but you know where you're going. You know what is happening within inside you. So that for me is a great blessing. And mm. I would say that is my story. So I don't know. <laughs> what Quite about heavy. You? Wow. <laughs> so thank you very much for sharing. That was really intense, wow. even though you spoke for a couple of minutes, but it felt as if an eternity you were speaking. Yeah, uh, it felt like it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> as for my side, I would say more or less, it relates to your story. 
Hmm. And the journey begins with questions. Hmm. Personally began with questions. Now, I'm grateful to God that I also was born into a good family, a religious family. I was given good education through the normal system that most people go through. But once I was in my last year of university, I had a few classes, by the way, in my last year. And it was a time when I was very loose. I had so much time with me, right? Mm. And I started reading books. I made a program for myself that I'd read a book a week, right? Mm -hmm. And the books will be of different facets. So economics, religion, um, self-help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, filmmaking, photography, etc. And at the time I had a roommate. His name is Ihsan. And we used to talk a lot about the different things that I read. And so I'd read these books on religion, but they talk about something deeper than the exoteric side of religion. They mm. talk about this cleansing process, the mm. sawwuf. And every time I'd share it with my friend Ihsan, we'd talk more and more about it, and we'd get into deeper discussions about it. And one of the questions or one of the things that we discussed was this concept of brotherhood, of union, of togetherness, of a relationship with other people who are seeking God in this path. Okay. But at the time, I really didn't fathom the depths of this thing, right? It's like, okay, yeah, brotherhood, I get it, but what does it mean, you know? And he introduced me to other brothers who were into the path. Um, and it was a beautiful thing, right? But again, I don't think it was my time yet, right? But the seeds were being sowed, right? The seeds were being put into the ground. We finished university. I come back to Tanzania. And I continue with this reading process, right? Trying to get to the depths of it, right? And at this point, I had stopped reading almost every other thing that involves, you know, filmmaking or business or whatever. And I'd been focusing solely on religious content, right? So be it Islam or other religions, but really trying to seek the depths of it. And so slowly but surely, I stumble into another friend, right? And I'd, I'd, I'd like to say this is a journey of friends and the people who accompany you in this path. So her name was Zian, and she's a Christian, hmm. right? But through our discourse, new doors open. And I started realizing that there are certain fabrics underlying our seemingly opposing traditions or seemingly different traditions, right? But they're there. 
things that are extremely deep within. And we talk about God. And when people think about Muslim-Christian discourse, they think about some form of antagonism, some form of difference or opposition. But we found certain commonalities, and these are the things that we focused on. And so I introduced her to Rumi, right? I was reading this book, and Rumi was mentioned in the book. And, you know, I introduced Rumi to her. And one day she sends me a book. It's like, is this the Rumi you are talking about, right? She was reading the book by Elif Shafak, oh, 40 wow. Rules of Love. What a coincidence. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think that's the Rumi. And she was asking me questions. And in the book, um, one of the things that was written in the book is that Rumi married a Christian. And so she's, she asked me, did Rumi marry a Christian? I was like, I don't know. I really don't know. And so I was like, what, what are you reading? And she says, I'm reading this book. And she sent me these lines where she highlighted certain things that she wanted to ask me about. I was like, oh, sure. Can you send the book to me? She's like, yeah, sure. I can send it to you. So she sends it to me and I started reading it. It's like, wow, something different sparked in me, like totally different. I was like, maybe I was going about this the wrong way. Right? Maybe I was focusing too much on academics because reading books, erudition, wasn't solving my problem. Right? And I didn't know what the problem was, by the way. I, was, I just knew that I had a problem, but I didn't know what the problem was. And I, th I think that was the root of the problem. And so here in comes, you know, Elif Shafak with the book, and it talks about this relationship between a student and a teacher and this discourse of love. And herein came a new aspect into my journey, love. And anyone who studied with me in university knows that I usually said, I don't believe in love. That was my motto in my four <laughs> years of university. You feel so powerful <laughs> when you say that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I don't believe in love, right? And so that discourse came in, the concept of love. And it was different. It was a different kind of love. It was a love that is transcendent, that is divine. And so I started reading about Rumi a little bit more. And I stumbled into the books of Hussein Said Nasser mm. and William Chittick. Mm. And I started reading them. And wow, it's like I get into the depths of, of these writers and their writings on metaphysics, Islamic philosophy, Islamic psychology, Sufism. It's like, wow, this, this is fascinating. And one day, my friend Ihsan sends me a link to René, René Guénon, the one I mentioned mm. on the last episode. It's like, ah, oh, this is interesting. He was talking about modernity and spirituality. And so I, I go search René and boom, a couple of books of René come out. Like, oh, so he's written a couple of books. And so I started reading his books. And I know it seems counterintuitive, the fact that I say that I, the books weren't answering my questions. But herein, I realized it's not necessarily the books that were the problem. Mm. It was myself. Mm. I didn't realize what I was seeking. I didn't realize my problem. And so... Slowly but surely, through being introduced into people who were talking about metaphysics and, and God, I realized that the quest 
is the quest towards God. This is where it sprang up, mm. right? That it's not about having facts, because again, that accumulated a lot of facts. If you'd ask me about different philosophical terms, I'd probably say something about them. But they didn't answer anything. They didn't fill the void. And so I realized the only thing that can fill that void is the only thing that is absolute, mm. God. And so how then do I seek God? Do I seek him in the same books that I've been seeking him this whole time? Mm. And so, slowly but surely, reading René, he talks about initiation, being initiated into a Sufi order, right? Being part of the brotherhood. And he takes me back, way back to Ihsan. Your roommate. My roommate, my friend. It's like, ah, so this is what he was really talking about. And so... One day I go about taking my photos and I edit them and post them on Instagram. <laughs> Doing what you do. Doing what I do. And someone reposts my photo. I'm like, ah, cool. Let me check his page, right? I check his page and I follow him. And one day he posts this video of people doing dhikr. And for those who don't know what dhikr is, it's a form of invocation, invoking the name of God. Mm. And one of them was chanting, chanting, La ilaha illallah, there is no God but God. And the way it seemed to me, it seemed like a cry, like a longing and a yearning, like, where are you, my beloved? I'm calling for you. It's like, wow, what is this? This is... It touched me in a way nothing else had ever touched me. Somewhere very deep. This short 30-second video, I guess. And so I, I, I reach out to Brother CD and I ask him, what is this? Who, who are these people? So he tells me these are the, you know, this is the Muridiya order, right? And so different places have different Sufi orders, but... They're one and the same in that they're seeking God. Mm. And so I said, wow, how, how does this work? What is it about? Because I knew something about Sufism, but not at that experiential level. And so he tells me that he'd introduce me to somebody else who will explain deeper about it. And so he introduced me to another brother, Brother Malik. And he, in, in turn, introduces me to another brother, an elder brother. And so, slowly but surely, I come to realize that the one thing I have to do is to be initiated, to be reborn into the path. And so, I'm initiated into this order, and here I am, treading the path. And I'm, you know, still a, an aspirant. I'm still aspiring towards the knowledge in God. So that, that would be my path. Too extensive? Sorry, guys. But no, yeah. no, it's actually beautiful. Yeah. And it's, I find myself colorating to that, that, that yearning. I think this is the beginning mm. of this path for most people. Mm. A lot of people have this yearning. And to get to a point where you come to understand it. There is nothing like it. 
Yeah. Because as you say, you, you, your problem was that you did not know what the problem is. Exactly. I you didn't know. know. You don't know. And that, that's the, st the state that I was in. Like, you know there's something. You know it is there. But what the hell is it? <laughs> and the, the brotherhood process, you know, at first when you, when you told me about this, I was so skeptical mm. because I felt, you know, you're not supposed to lose hope in, in, in anything in life, actually. But I was reaching at that point, feeling that this, you know, this is just how I am. Maybe it's just a thing that I will continue living with. And I've been through roots that were false roots, you know. So when you told me about the brotherhood, I was so skeptical. And having ideas like, I don't believe in love <laughs> or anything, or trying to be this superpower that can explain everything with facts. And that is the, the, the problem that we have in our current world. We think that the more you accumulate in facts, the more you are prepared to face this existence. But when you come to questions like, who are you? Mm. Who is God? What is this yearning inside you? No amount of libraries can overcome that. Not at all. So introducing me to the brotherhood became an alignment that I, I, I am forever grateful for. It brought the experience, as you say, of what God is. Because religious schools and most religious understanding, oh, the, the way we're taught about our religion, you're taught of do this, do that, you know? Mm. Don't do this, don't do that. And that's it. But it doesn't satisfy you inside because you don't experience the love that is within doing something for God or treading into the path of God. Mm. So I would say it is important for someone who is looking, seeking, you know, first not to give up. Mm. And no, you're not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're yeah. not crazy, guys. Yeah, yeah, you're not crazy because it's important to understand that there are answers. You just have to be patient, and the time would come. And the, the coincidence that I see is this book. I have no idea what she placed in that book, 40 mm. Rules of Love. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it, it, it has affected us profoundly like this is mm. not a coincidence. It's not at all. It's not at all. I don't know it's the spirit of Rumi and Shams in it. I don't know it was the way she wrote it with her pen at that time, but it, it, it just opens up doors. But the thing is, not everyone goes through this, you know? After reading the book, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I have sent this book to other people, mm. and I, I, feel, I keep hoping they'll go through something like this. Yeah. But it's not particularly for everyone. But mm. I, I could almost guarantee you that it is a beautiful thing to, yeah. to, to experience. The path towards God is, cannot be explained anyway, but experiencing it yeah. within yourself. Yeah. You, 
You have to experience it in each every step of your own being. And hence, if you know yourself, you're you know not you're good. good. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful hadith. And it's profound and I don't, I can't explain how much. <laughs> yeah. Just to sum it up, I would say that going back to the hadith, the prophet talks about knowing and so this path is a path of knowledge. Hmm. And whatever one does in this path, it is for the sake of knowledge. Knowledge in God. Ma'arifa billah. Whatever emptiness one feels, whatever void, whatever darkness one is in, Truly, the answer is in self-realization. And when one truly realizes himself or herself, one truly realizes God. MashaAllah. Beautiful. It's just beautiful. So, we'd end our episode here. Mm was a very vulnerable, <laughs> heavy, <laughs> tear-jerking episode. <laughs> um, we hope that you enjoyed and that you've hopefully taken something from our episode. Anything to add, Zufa? No, again, I'm just grateful that you took the time to listen to this. And whatever you are seeking, Know that you're not alone yeah. and there are answers. Definitely. Just take the time. But we hope that someday we will be able to experience this beautiful thing together in one way or the other. So thank you again, everyone. Thank you very much. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.